Hello everyone and welcome back to the Two Baggies One Lightable Podcast. We are of course back with the Cooldown XL. It feels weird not making these one midweek, one weekend. We've had a nice bit of time off, haven't we, Dom? Yeah, it's a bit of a classic kind of fixture list at the moment, isn't it? You know, actually it feels very just weird. Three o'clock on a Saturday or on a Sunday. Yeah, we kicked no off at three game. o'clock today, which is a bit odd. Um, yeah, but you know that kickoff was against Burnley away, ended nil nil, and we're ruining it, aren't we, Dom? Because it was it looks like two points dropped with the chances we created today. Well, yeah, it's definitely two points dropped. Similar to the Man United game, two points dropped, but it's much harder to take today because, you know, if we're being honest, we didn't expect anything from the Manchester United game at all. It was a bit of a nice surprise getting that 1-1 and then obviously coming out of that thinking, man, we could have beat Man United today considering the form we had preceding. That was kind of mental. Um, but today, it's a winnable game. We know the, ring, the, the sort of the, the fixtures that are coming along very, very soon and the amount of winnable games within them, and one of them was Burnley today. And, mate, I, I know, we're going to try and go through the game, you know, step by step, but it's difficult because, obviously, it's another game with two or three very key um, decisions and key points that just outline the whole effect of the entire game, isn't it? Um, I mean, it's, yeah. it's It's one of them where we're looking back on it and we're going to rue the result. Uh, Chelsea yeah. 3-3. You know, the Man United 1-1, one, one, we, we could have got a win there. Mm. So, it's it's frustrating because we created some good chances, but just nothing went our way today uh, at the goal mm. mouth. Um, Semi-Joy, we'll start there. Rightly sent off, yeah. would, would you agree? Well, preceding that just slightly, we started the game well. We started the game very, very well. I just want to touch on that. Yeah. We had good bouts of play. We defended very well. We know what we're going to get with Burnley. Burnley are very similar to us. They don't score a lot of goals. We're one of, they're in the top, the bottom three sides, in, including us, I think, for. for well, they scored four. less than us. Exactly, and I think Sheffield United maybe are yeah. in that in that remit as well. So you know, it's it's kind of a terrible group of teams to be part of in terms of actually scoring goals because we don't have a lot of attacking threat. And we know that, um, especially with how we set up as well, is only going to amplify that. Um, but today started well and then up to, as you say, the Ajayi red card. And it's a red card. Let's be frank. Yeah, Anyone that's basically saying it's not a red card, you're either an incredibly biased Albion fan or you don't know how the game works. It's incredibly biased. It's, it's a red card. We've got to deal with it. But my frustration doesn't come from the fact. And obviously, at the, t- at the time, of course, I'm slamming Mike Dean and going, well, of course it's a red card. It's Mike Dean. Yeah, Mike Dean's yeah. got to be the Mike Dean show. You know, of course, I've got my five-minute rant whilst I'm watching the game. But then you sit down, you compose yourself, you have a you have a swig of tea or whatever. Vidra's go, through. Yeah, it was a red card. <laughs> yeah, he's through, and it's a bad pass from Gallagher that puts him in that position. Uh, if I recollect, yeah. if I um, remember it rightly. If you wanna, well, if you want to be, yeah, if you want to be, but I mean, well, it's, it's giant... poor. It's poor. Mm. It, a lot, a lot of the stuff in that first half was uh, was alright. We you know we didn't start horribly. We didn't start as well as we started in previous games. It was just a. It was an average start, I think, average to good start. But some of the decision making from some players in that first half, including that decision to to pass it back and put Ajay into a bit of jeopardy, was poor. Uh, well, Vidra's think... got the knock on him, and he's he's giving it a red card, and rightly so. I'd absolutely, I'd absolutely agree with you. I don't think you know. I'm I'm not making out that we were setting the game alight and we had absolute supremacy over Burnley. It was very even, very fifty fifty. We both were playing the ball very well. We had a couple of in, you know half opportunities getting around their eighteen kicks. yard box, free kicks, crosses, mm. etc. Right, but nothing really to the pain as much. Right, the frustration comes from the fact that when the red card comes in the thirty odd minute. 
the frustration comes because we have a lot of expectation in this game. Expectation because we're coming on the back of the Manchester United game and we've set up well, we've got a good team, we've got we've we've started the game pretty well. Obviously, you know, we could say average, but well enough to warrant the amount of hope that we had in, in you know before the game even started. And then the red card comes and you're like, okay, we're going to lose 3-0 <laughs> to Burnley today. Yeah. There you go. Game's gone, game's dead. Very much like the season. It's it's past us, right? And then we we managed to keep it nil nil at half time, mm. yeah. Because again, a mixture of two things: one, we managed to defend pretty well, and two, Burnley are a terrible goal scoring outfit. They, they were even you worse know? than well, they weren't worse than usual today. I just don't think they were necessarily creating a lot. As in previous games, they've been they've been quite creative in for relative for Burnley. You know, they mm. scored three the other weekend, so. They just well, weren't, they was... weren't firing that way. And when they were getting these sort of half chances, I think Bartley was doing quite well. Yakusalu again, good defensive force. Um, and Dara O'Shea coming off the bench did had no right performance. You know, nothing stand out from us because they didn't do anything stand out themselves. I think it was a... Well, when, you, when you look at the statistics and the way that Burnley score a lot of goals, it sounds cliche, but they do score a lot of goals of set, piece, uh, set pieces. Statistically, yeah. they're the highest goal scoring team from set pieces, uh, excluding penalties, right? So when you... And then when you factor in the fact that um, Chris Wood wasn't playing and Vokes as well. And Barnes. Were, and, and Barnes, but... Um, but yeah, and Barnes, sorry. Barnes, I think, goes on about. But two players that are basically massive aerial threats. Yeah. And you'd imagine that create a lot of their opportunities from the style of play that they have and score a lot of goals from that way of playing. You know, it's it's a meld of the both. We defended well, and it also was an inability for Burnley to score in the way that they used to. Um, but then we come out at half time, we we have a lot of impetus. And for me, we we owned that second half of vast majority, yeah. vast majorities of yeah. it. I mean, Rodriguez had a couple of good opportunities, don't get me wrong. Um, but the Diagna chance, okay, Pereira's offside, the second Pereira opportunity as well. Other opportunities, balls going into the box, um, you know, even fouls on players when um, like Ainsley Maitland-Niles got fouled a couple of times and was in on Maitland-Niles was really, Jack really Hall. good that second half. I really mm. was, the first half I was a bit like, I was, he'd gone missing. I didn't really see much of him that first half until maybe the last 10 and even then he wasn't amazing. But then in the second half, he turned it on. It was a real driving force. Mm. Um I think, I think going forward and creating one of those chances that we really fluffed was from Maitland Knowles carrying the ball forward. Yeah. Um, and this is where this is where it, our best forces come from. It's when we're not lumping the ball forward or we're not trying to knock it long every single time, but yeah. we're actually trying to do something with the possession. When we have the ball, we're trying to make something happen. I think. Well, I had this discussion today with one of my pals in the group chat. Well, it wasn't a discussion, it was a bit <laughs> of a debate because he said Diania's crap. And we were all like, well, I wouldn't, what? I wouldn't go that far to say he's crap. I think he's missed some he missed some opportunities against, uh, who was it first, on the offsides, and then the ones against Man United. But he's done well to get into uh, those positions, and some of them are hard. I think the only clear and obvious one that he's necessarily missed was the one today. But he's done really well to get into that position anyway. And the other aspects of his game, his and passing, then, then his just... hold-up play, and he's got a bit about him. His touch and his, his movement's good as well because he, you know, he weaved around whoever it was defending him to to hit the bar. Um, so mm. I think there's really, I think he's a really good player. Really well, good. It's... I'm not sure. I think he's a good player. I think your mate's uh, out of order, to be perfectly honest, mate. Um, doesn't know what he's talking about. I mean, it's too early to say things like that. And the guy has been our most creative outlet up front this season for yeah. me. For, for he's this been a revelation. And he's only been here a handful of games. Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> madness to even have that mentality. But let's touch on the Diadna chance 
because it's because it's crucial. And for me, it's just it just comes down to luck, right? He's put himself in a perfect position. He's even put it onto his left foot as well by turning in, taking the confidence to do that. Let's just touch on that for a second. Yeah, we haven't seen that from strikers at West Brom at all since we were in the Championship campaign. You know, Pereira's lost a bit of that confidence as well. He got a bit back today. Okay, maybe he held the ball for a he bit too long. He carries the ball too long. Yeah, but, like the but putting, taking it off his right, onto his left, back onto his right, that's a confidence move, right? So that's that's something that's positive if you really want to drill into the bedrock uh, of yeah, that. But the Diadnis stuff, when he has that shot and it just just touches onto the crossbar and goes over, you're thinking, how's he missed an opportunity like that eight yards from goal? Because he was on the edge of the eight-yard box, right? Yeah. How's he missed that opportunity? He's tried to put it across the goalkeeper on the left-hand side to try and kick it you know, past the goal. But he's trying to get over the keeper between the defenders and away from their feet as well. So it's, Whereas what he should just be doing is yeah. trying to hit it on target or hit it you know, on the, on the near post if we're really going to be very He's falling out, but it. it's gone high because he's fell over. Uh, you yeah. know, you can see he's off balance because he, he's done well with his turn. feet, but he's, he's still a big lad. So he, he's turned and he's trying to finish... Uh, he's set him off a balance a bit, but he still gets a good finish on this ball. Uh, well, a good hit on this ball. And, you know, look at the draw. It's West Bromwich Albion, you know, 2020-21 season. It's hit the bar and it's gone over. Uh, in the same vein, Matthias Pereira gets the ball stuck between his legs after literally sweating the ball across the box because mm. he doesn't want to go with his right foot. So it's it surmises the whole season when we look at these chances. Um and we're running out of... We can't sit here and say like we did at the start of the season. Well, big, good signs will build on it because today was the one to build on. Today was the one to get the first three points of these next four games against teams around us. Yeah. You know, five if you include Everton, but you know they're not around us. So, you know, the four of the teams around us, three left. This was the one, to especially mm. pushing on from that United chance uh, result, sorry, and the chances we had. Here it was, Burnley to win, well, and they we were there for the we- taking. Like I said, we we can't. We're not in a privileged position. It's not the start of the season when we could go. Yeah, we can grow into the season. We can't. This is the back end of the season. This is the final third of the season. Last chance to win. We are. We are dramatically. We've got a massive gap between us and Newcastle, and then you know a game. And they've got a game in hand as well. And and they've got a game in hand. And the thing is, is that we're finally getting a bit of form. We're finally getting together. We're finally getting into this Sam Allardyce system whereby we're not. Playing the toxic Sam Allardyce football, like you say, of pumping the ball up and taking the nine out of ten it's opportunities when we play it through. Um, you know, we're actually starting to play a bit of football because we've we've acquired these four players that have a bit of quality about them throughout the midfield and into the uh, into the forward position. Um, and Diagon is the best option we've got. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, he definitely yeah, is. He holds 100%. the ball that's better than Hal Robson Carnu. He's a good finisher, despite what people have saying uh, were saying. He gets himself in opportunities that no other attacker at this club um, does on a consistent basis. Mm. Um, he, he covers all bases completely. I'd like to um, see him in the championship next the year. Album. You know, we get him in the championship that. next year if we do have an option to buy, um, and he and he'll he'll buy into it because you know, he started his air blue already. You know, he loves the yeah. club so. If we go down, Paul Sharner two point oh, mate. Yeah, exactly. Big Paul Sharner energy. So I'd like to see him there. Uh, and we we can't. He's irreplaceable, really, up top now. The chances he creates and the the things he contributes to the team are vital to how we play now. Um, yeah, he can't be dropped. I think I think Allardyce has figured out very late uh, has figured out the way to play with these players. Um, I think it's to the sacrifice of how we would normally want to play. Um, but 
one thing I did find you say today late is the... though because it's you say late though I mean it, the guys not been in the the guys had these players these four players you'd say from the January transfer window what we're we talking 20 24 days something like that um, that he's been able to have these players. He's got to blood them in. He's got to bring them in. He's got to bring them to the but point where they can play in the system. But he's been in charge That's three months. No, no, true. But I, I would say that the acquisition of these four players fitted into the system has been the um, the paramount factor in a, in the change of Maybe. Uh, footballing I mean, philosophy. I'd, have agree, I'd agree more if we were, had attempted this style before they came in and it didn't work and he went to something else, but he hadn't. So it, it's it's a bit of a... We can't say whether it would or whether it wouldn't. I think they're both yeah, half truths. We have we have the benefit of hindsight. That's we, the thing yeah, absolutely, point, but, absolutely. Um, yeah. One thing I did find today with his with his management is that I would have liked to see have seen a substitution late on, get a bit of fresh legs on there because Burnley really were there for the taking. Um, I'd have probably took Gallagher off, maybe put Grant on, Robinson, maybe Dean Garner to get him back into the yeah. the fold. Um, not not horrible decisions not to make a sub, but you know you'd be thinking. To, to make that change and to do reintroduce him. Um, do you reckon he's, I, I don't want to use the right word here, but do you reckon he's cowardly, it's a cowardly decision from Allardyce? You know, we're 10 men, we're, we're 10 men against 11 Burnley, but again, you know, we were in supremacy up until the 70th, uh, position, uh, 70th minute. And I was saying when I was watching the game live, I was like, maybe you take off Pereira here or maybe you take someone off and bring on Grant or bring on Robinson and play them in the midfield. Yeah. Just so we've got a bit more of attacking threat and we've got an extra person that can finish in these positions if I think, they need to. I think cowardly strong. Um, it's very cautious not to have changed anything. Most definitely. But what does is. a draw? What does a draw do us? No, today, I agree. I agree. We've got a small amount of a small amount of games to go, and a small amount of winnable games to boot as well. But and that point we is, like we've got a is bit of supremacy in that second got. half. Well, really, like, um, when you look at everything else, the point is massive. It's not, but it is at the same time. It's not. We need the but three, also, but to lose that one would have been disastrous. And I think that's what's just short of, short of cowardly because he still wants to be able to at least say we've got a point. Well, the point so for me, a, a point cautious. doesn't help us, mate. I mean, no, we, I agree. I absolutely agree. Last, but we drew Man United last week, and we were like, "This is where we start," and blah 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 blah. And then Fulham win, ne- the, you know, win their next game mm. against Everton. I they watched Sheffield now. With, jo- um, with Josh Madger. so you know, it completely disrupts everything that we felt after the Man United game. But we had the hope after the Man United game. We were like, "This team's playing well. We've got a good system. We've got a philosophy that seems to gel, and everyone's on board with it." You know, this is we felt so disjointed. You know, since the the difference between Slavin Bilic and Sam coming in, um, it's good to see players on board and having building this consensus of a philosophy of football. And then on the back end of the Man United game, you have a bit of hope. And then coming into this, the red card comes out for for uh, Ajay, and then everything sort of dissipates, and you go, ah, oh, this again. And then the second half of the Burnley game, we're like, okay, we've got supremacy. We could nick a point here. You know, Diadna misses that opportunity. We're like, how have we not scored? How are we not 1-0 up and snatch this game? And then you're thinking in the 70th minute, you think, if Sam's got a bit of balls here, he puts Grant on or he puts Robinson on in the midfield or even pushes them up and goes, point doesn't help us here, boys. Let's go for this win. We get three points today. That's three points against the deficit. And we look even healthier at the end of it, even if we lose. I mean, it's... (laughs) For me, that's the kind of mentality you need to have. You need to have a balls-to-the-wall mentality um, as a manager in these kinds of positions, in these very specific positions that you find yourselves in. 70-odd minute, supremacy over the game against Burnley. For me, you, you roll the dice on that. Agreed. 
I, I do agree. I'm not. I don't want to come across as if I'm disagreeing that we shouldn't have made those subs. Because I've obviously brought this up and said we should have done. I just think mm. Cowardly's a bit strong because of it. Ultimately, comes down to when you're looking at a Sam Allardyce, the one point's better than zero. And when you're that close to that, I, I think he was. I think he he didn't want to. Um, so while I think he should have, and it's cautious and. You know, unfortunate for us that he didn't make a change, and for Dean Garner that he didn't get a chance to get back on the pitch, or for granted Robinson. Um, but I think Cowardly's a bit much. Uh, well, but- semantics semantics aside, I mean, I think it sh- it does show his mentality, and it shows his yeah, mentality in these absolutely. points. And it's kind of like as soon as he sees that red card, for me, Sam's like, we're lucky to get a point here. Which basically, if we're being honest, was pretty much every single Albion fans' mentality when they saw well, that we sh- red card. We should have conceded a penalty. Um, in all truth, we were lucky not to like- concede a penalty. So, maybe, I mean, maybe. It's I a mean, handball from Bartley. It's, it's, it's a stone wall, in my opinion, a penalty, um, however way you slice it. You know, his hands are out, unnatural position. I'm not so sure how it hasn't been given, to be honest. I mean, that one's a little bit more contestable compared to the red card. The, the red card is Obviously, absolute. Because um, he's done on the Gosling opportunity. I don't think it's a red but I just card think from it's Bartley. Re- but, I just think it's interesting. It's interesting to see the mentality of a manager because as a fan, you know, our mentality doesn't really matter because we don't impact it. Our mentality doesn't necessarily impact the game, but his mentality does. So when he's there and he sees that we have supremacy in that second half, which we did, his, his point of action is just to go, let's just keep what we've got, boys. Let's keep the nil-nil, yeah. you know, fight another day. I mean, I, I don't want to pour water too much on it, but obviously people know my view on this after what I've just said, you know, five minutes ago. Yeah. I think we should be rolling the dice in these kinds of positions against teams like Burnley. Yeah. We should definitely at least be going for it. When they're there to be had, we should be going for it. Um, with the context of the game, absolutely. Because we weren't, they weren't applying that much pressure and we were the ones that were doing most of it. So mm. the game was there to be had. Uh, it's just frustrating, really, isn't it? Uh, all of yeah. this talking about what could have been, what couldn't have been, you know, red cards, penalty chances, yada, yada, yada. Gets repetitive, get monotonous, you know, really could have done with the three points. It's just infuriating that we've come away with the one in a game again that we could have won. It's, it's so annoying. Well, it's a similar, it's a similar, you know, we've, we've heard this a thousand times before that we played well, we could have won the game, we ended up with a draw, we ended up losing. That's been the story of our season so far. And I think the commentator said it on Sky Sports, can't remember the guy's name. Um, but he said, you know, this is the story of West Brom's season. He's kind of right. Missed opportunities, um, not making the most of it, um, played well, but had nothing to show for it. Mm. Um, you know, that's been the bulk of our season, really. Um, and we go into a game next weekend uh, next Saturday, three o'clock, another traditional fixture uh, against another bo- oh, another winnable uh, game against uh, the fake Albion, Brighton Nova Albion. Yeah, we'll um, beat them a lot. And you think, well, again, we played well against Burnley. If we hadn't have gone down to ten men, we probably could have scored that. We probably could have scored a goal and won the game, and we could have won it even at ten men, which is yeah, I don't which is th- good. I don't think they said it off that much of a factor for the game. It's a factor going forward because. Ajay is a great player in my opinion I saw people saying good Ajay is awful shouldn't even be near the team which is outrageous oh, I, don't, I don't know who else you put in there um, I also saw briefly Brighton Hove Albion fan in our replies uh, the Albion replies saying my top 10 clubs oh. in the West Mid West Brom don't even make it pipe down peasant all I've got to say to you um, so Cluck Seagulls get out of here what are you doing yeah, no, forums, who are you do you know what I mean <laughs> so looking, looking forward Probably be similar. Probably be Bartley O'Shea at centre half. 
uh, with a big game mm. coming up. And I know Shea played well. O'Shea came on. Yeah, it was okay. Uh, four it was substitution, fine. played well, solid. And that's all you can expect from a young uh, defender. You know, he was solid, competent. That's what you can expect at this level from a guy like that. No, nothing to slate uh, O'Shea for. Um, performances around. I think bad decisions some at points that cost us a bit today. But overall, yeah. overall, some good performances across it. But I think we're past the point of saying good performances build on it the, because there's no more building on this. This is the this is where the building should be happening. You know, if this was a building, well, this is it. Is that if, if I was to run on with this metaphor, we'd be behind schedule on the building. You know, so yeah. Yeah, basically the building's crumbling, mate. It needs it needs to be restored as soon as possible. But I've got I've got two things basically. One's more optimistic, right? So one is I've still got optimism, and my optimism comes from the fact that we've played well against Man United, and we played well. We're at, with ten men today, and we're fighting, and we're not only fighting, but we're developing. So our system when Sam Allardyce first came in, horrible, mm. torgid, mm. you know, sort of in the trenches football, god awful to watch. With these four acquisitions coming in in January, we've got a bit of quality running through the spine of this team. We're getting some good play. Yeah, we've still got low possession, and we have today. I think Ooh, we're in like 30 percent possession. You remind me, no Snodgrass today. So with Snodgrass in that team, we're exactly, looking yeah. at even more improvement, I think. And if we can persuade Yakuslu to stay somehow for the championship, if we go down, then I think we're, it's not we're, gonna happen. we're blessed for but, next but year. That's, but that's the optimism, right? That's yeah, the optimism. Agreed. Because I felt, I felt like if we today... I'd still ground out a nil-nil draw against Burnley, but we were playing that awful, torgid Sam Allardyce football that we were used to when he first came in. I'd have no optimism. Yeah, but this is what's giving me. This is what's giving me a bit, little bit of hope. The only thing that's dragging me down, apart from the massive point gap with Newcastle United, yeah. is the lack of games that we've got in order to make the to, to capitalise and to make the the most very of the yield of this hope. Yeah. It's very late. To to to, um, to to mount a resurgence. You We're know, looking we're at this. It's twentieth like, of February. It's like what we could have wanted with a new manager bump, but it's it's coming in the middle of Feb. So yeah. that's the frustrating. But I say middle. I mean it's the twentieth. So. But Sam himself, I think Sam himself in January said um, our whole season will depend on the acquisitions that we bring in in January. Now he's brought in four, well, technically five with Lonergan, but it doesn't really count, but four Two. players that have massively, well, because four players that have massively, like, you know, sort yeah, of contributed no. to this team. <laughs> They're and massively made an impact. Um, and they have, and they've changed the fabric of this team and the way that we play. Um, the mentality so has to shift optimism. as well to wins, not just draws. Mm. Um, that's what's missing. We've got the quality now to be able to put up a fight. But we need to be able to be putting up those wins uh, to go along with the fight, which is, which is the biggest thing. It's what we miss, and obviously wins mean points, and points mean survival. You know, it's a bit logical at the end of the day. I don't want to spoon feed anyone, but that's what we all know, and that's the yeah. basics to it all. Um, and I'm glad. I'm glad. To, just as a side note, because uh, we discussed this, I think a couple of games ago or on another podcast. I'm glad that time. Sam has put his faith uh, in Pereira as well. Because it's he's really improved the last couple of games. He's such a massive creative outlet. Yes, today he could have scored a couple of opportunities. Yes, he held the ball he maybe a little game. too long. But every time I watch him now, he's building confidence to that player that I saw in the championship. Is this, is this the same guy that said? To it. Is this the same guy that said we've got to buy into Sam and Bench Pereira? You're now saying that he's got to start every game. No, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. So... I said no. I agree, mate. I agree, and I'm going back on that because I said I never wanted that. I never wanted Come that in on. the first place. But. My pragmatism, Soon. putting my pragmatic hat on. Yeah, I said, I, no, maybe I that has, maybe Sam has to do that in order to fully commit to this awful, tortured football that I don't want to see and yeah. no one wants to see. Um, but I'm glad he hasn't. I'm, I'm, pla- I'm glad he's gone completely the opposite way yeah. and 
put uh, Pereira into the heart of this midfield, giving him a creative outlet, and we've it's paid dividends. Not in points, because we've got two points from last games, but in performances it definitely has. Absolutely. Um, Dom hates Pereira, pass it on. What? What? <laughs> yeah, get that going. No, but we won't pass it on. We'll move on to what we like to wrap up everything with now. A nice, positive, a nice Albion favourite moment. Um... You know, even though today wasn't the worst of things to review, was it, Dom? Wasn't the worst thing to talk about? Um, no. But it's, it's still nice to... Not uh, compared to uh, oh, <laughs> the yeah. results we've seen this season, mate. Jesus. I know, I know. But uh, favourite album moment today comes from... Excuse me. Ask Joe underscore Smith underscore 11 on Instagram. He says... He says... He's... Yes. He says... Best West Bromwich Albion moment was the Zoltan Gira goal against Liverpool. So cool to see on his return to the club. Now, Dom, I know Zoltan's one of your favourite players ever. Mm. I know you must echo this sentiment because it was such a finish and such a great homecoming for him as well. To come back to the oh, Albion and score an absolute thundercracker like that. Dude, dawn in the dawn in the uh, the dawn in the twenty two shirt as well because uh, Chris Brunt obviously had the eleven from uh, from when he left. So it's so, to, it's uh, so cool when you look back on it, in it. He went from eleven to twenty two, and Brunt took that on, and Zoltan comes back, and the ah, oh, it's great. I love that. Little, little, well, I love Zoltan. Nuances. And and when Zoltan came back to the club, I was ecstatic, mate. Absolutely ecstatic. I love the guy. And, Gear um, 22 on the back. I consider him to be one of my favourite Albion players of all time. Um, You're one of the best you know, ever. Pe- yeah, I mean, obviously, the argument could be made that there are other players that are more technically gifted or scored more goals or had more of an impact. Because obviously when Gira came and, you know, it was great escape, yes, obviously, but there were players that, you know, were in the Steve Clark you know, sort of line up uh, and we got our highest ever Premier League finish, you know, things like that. But for me, it's just like a nostalgia thing as well with Gira yeah. is that when I was a kid, I was starting to watch the Albion, starting to get into football. And, you know, I had my little Gira shirt on and uh, both the 11 and the 22, son, you know, giving oh, yeah. the money to the Come Albion. On. Um, but yeah, I mean, games like that, when he first came back and scored such a, such a worldie against a club like Liverpool as well. And it's, it's weird with Liverpool because... You know, Liverpool back then aren't like Liverpool now. Yeah, but they were just had such. It still meant a lot to still win for us. Was yeah, massive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, got Liverpool celebrating the two-two draw against us because we're massive. You know, not too <laughs> long ago. But you know, Zoltan, one of the best players in our history, such a a hero. You talk about cult heroes and things like that, but Zoltan is just a hero of the club. There's no cult about it. You know, he's not an unpopular choice. He's uh, rightly so a, a really bona fide legend of this club. Um, but we thank you guys for listening. You are bona fide legends for listening. Well, hey, segues. Um, you know, more positives to take. We just want to see us fight, whether we go down or stay up. We want to see fight. Um, and more from this. Maybe we'll stick some chances away next time. So thank you for listening. Mm. Dom, of course, thank you for joining me. Yeah, good mate. Uh, you know, just unfortunate it wasn't a win today, but um, let's hopefully we're going to yeah. smash the Seagulls next week, mate. Absolutely. The fake Albion are getting bun. Put him in a spliff. But thank you guys for listening. <laughs> We'll catch you on the next one. Come on, you baggies.